Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. My name is Michael, and I am your host for this little informational and comedic endeavor. We got a great guest for you this week. Yeah, we're, we're doing more guests, and I'm thrilled uh, that this dude is on the show. You may remember uh, a, little, a little thing called uh, the Wuhan, the Rona, the COVID, and you might remember... Uh, the lockdowns. Well, this is one of a handful of people who immediately uh, called BS on the entire endeavor. Yes, we have Ian Smith on the program. Uh, Ian's here. He's uh, one of the co-owners of of Atlas Gym in Jersey. He was all over Tucker Carlson. He's got a new book out called Find Your Hill. So we're going to be talking about the lockdowns. We're going to be talking about uh, standing up for what is right. We're going to be talking about the book. So glad he's here. Let's get right to uh, our sit down with Ian Smith from Atlas Gym and Find Your Hill. What is cracking, everybody? I'm stoked about uh, the guest on this week's show. We got the one and only Ian Smith with us. How's it going, bud? It's going great. It's going great. Happy to be here. Dig it. Thank you, man. Now, just so everybody, I want to be abundantly clear so that everybody knows, uh, you are one of, I can think of, two people who actually uh, stood up against the regime when when the whole covid bullshit was going down i can i just remember seeing you on on tucker carlson and i'm like okay so thank god this <laughs> dude is keeping his gym open uh and i knew you were opening up a huge can of worms so as many times as i'm sure as you've you've told that story what made you what made you find the nards to to fight back and stand up when everybody else was just taking it. You know, um, I've been asked that question probably a thousand times in the right? last. That's how I dude, dude. That's how I do it on my show. I like and that. I, <laughs> you know, and I, and I and because it's a good question. I mean, it's it's a it, it's not that it's a bad question, but my answer has sort of changed over time. You know, oh, wow. uh, but to to boil it down to its most simplistic answer, it's because we had to. Um, we had to for so many reasons that there was no other option. But what that what that truly required at that time was that we had to address the very ugly truth at the moment. And I don't think a lot of people wanted to do that where the lockdowns came and so many people didn't like it, but they, they, they just acted like it was going to go away. Um, and, and, and I, I would, I would argue to say that we all wished that at some point, right. When in, in the beginning before, you know, before people started to revolt, you know, because we closed down too, 
it was, we didn't want to believe what was happening. You know, I remember driving to work on that first day because we still had stuff to do. I mean, we were a business that was open for nine months before the lockdowns came. Like we still had plenty to do. So, you know, my partner and I kept going to work. And I remember those first few days, how wrong everything felt. You know, I was driving down this empty, you know, eight lane highway in New Jersey, you know, uh, passing like big mega malls and shopping centers with Walmarts and Home Depots, and they were packed with people. And then I would pull into the little strip mall that that my gym was in and and where a, a hair salon was and where a nail salon and a daycare and a dance studio were, and it was vacant. And it just felt so wrong in, in a way that's it was like, I could feel it physically, but it, it felt wrong on a spiritual level. It felt evil. It felt bad. It yeah. felt it felt like like something bad was happening. Um, and and it just came down to, to, to that. We, we had to because we recognized what was going on. You know, when when they told us to shut down and when they told us to be afraid, we asked for what? And who's telling us, you know, what are we afraid of? And who, who, who's, who, who are you to, to tell me to, to shutter my business? Um, yeah. You know, this is how I feed my family, you know, and, and we paid attention very quickly. We paid attention to the science, you know, the what, and we paid attention to the who, the politicians. And, and very quickly, if you paid attention, it was clear that, that you were being lied to uh, and that you were being manipulated and that there were clear winners and losers in this. Um, so it, it, it just, it had to be done. We, you know, my partner and I looked at each other on day 11 when the uh, $2.4 trillion economic stimulus plan was passed and we were supposed to be opening in three days and there was no mention of opening. There was no plan of opening. It was just shut up and wait, shut up and wait. And then they passed this bill where they're just giving money away. And that right there was it for us. I mean, we, we had our, we had, we, we had our feeling of that we didn't want to do this, but that was it. It was very clear. This yeah. was this was a lie. We didn't understand all of it, but we understood that we were getting just crushed. And we were watching businesses go out of business, generational small businesses. And as a small business owner, I know how important small business and entrepreneurship is to this country. It was what this country was built on. Yeah. So it wasn't even about survival of the business as much as it was. It was about the fact that what was happening was wrong and we knew it. And, and, and to me, morally, if you know something is wrong and you choose to ignore it, then, then what place do you have to complain about it? Or what place do you have to say that it's wrong if you won't do what's right? And we knew that we had to do it. So it was, it was, it was necessary. And Dig it. we viewed it as our opportunity to to do the right thing in a very challenging moment well just as a like and and i hadn't met you i know we met briefly uh of i think it was last year you had a giant event at the america first warehouse that was freaking awesome uh but i remember sitting at home watching, watching tucker and you were on there and i'm like okay so here we go these guys it's kind of like uh you stuck well you you did you you stuck your neck out and then i think all of america was like okay so how how bad is the smackdown attempted going to be did you I, I got so many questions 
like that had to have been scary as shit to be. I, I don't know if you've ever heard the the, the Jordan uh, Peterson story where he's talking about zebras. And the reason they all look alike is because it's safer. And like as soon as you put a mark on one of those zebras, it's the first one to get killed by a predator. <laughs> Did you how bad were you feeling it when, when you're like, oh, holy shit, I'm the I'm like the only dude standing up for what's right. Well, you know, in in the beginning, we genuinely thought that, like, we were going to stand up and we were going to turn around and there was going to be an army behind us. Um, and there was, but not in the way that we not the way that we had anticipated. We thought <laughs> we thought there was going to be an army of small businesses behind us. Um, and what it was instead was an army of people who who didn't have small businesses who supported us. Uh, or who did have small businesses, but they weren't able to open. They weren't uh, prepared. They weren't willing. Um, it was different for everybody. You know, sometimes there were people who were in a business partnership and one partner didn't want to open and one did. Or, you know, a lot of times people weren't willing to to just, just take the risk. You know, they had licenses and stuff to lose. And while I certainly don't agree with that, I understand that it wasn't an easy choice, you know, but... Being the first one through the door was exciting, honestly, because we truly, you know, I um, I wrote a book about all this stuff. And in the book, I, I, I talk about another another aspect of my life before I talk about all this, because, okay. you know, I got thrust into notoriety and into the mainstream uh, as as like a hero to a lot of people. Um and when people think of you as a hero, they automatically think that, like, you're always good. And, and the reality is, is that I haven't always done the right thing. And that for most of my life, I've always chosen the easier path um, in whatever it is. And this was this was the first opportunity at, at, like, 33 years old where I knew something was hard. I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew it had to be done. And I knew that I was going to be unfairly treated because of it. But it, but it was an opportunity for me to, and not to like sound like some martyr, but it was an opportunity at, at what it feels like in martyrdom to offer yourself up because we knew we were going to get whacked to hell. I mean, we knew that we knew that they weren't going to let it slide. Um, you know, so, but it was exciting because we knew what we were doing was right. Like, I knew that no matter what happened to me, if they threw us in jail, if they took our businesses, you know, whatever, you know, uh, and they tried all that. I knew yeah. that like at the end of my life, whenever that is, when I meet my maker and I stand in front of God, he'd smile at me for that decision because because I it was it was it was good. It was what was right. It was it was a, a, an honest fight against people that are evil and people that are nasty and greedy and selfish and manipulate. And so, so knowing that gave me a certain comfort. Um, but to pretend like we weren't scared shitless would be a total lie as well. I mean, um, <laughs> the, the level of stress throughout that entire two and a half years was extraordinary. Um, because every, every day was a battle and it, it did take a toll on us, but it was also one of the most, uh, high growth periods of my life. Um, and it radically transformed me for the better, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was scary, but you know, when you, when you know, something is right, 
there's a certain comfort in whatever happens. You know what I mean? It's just, you've, you've accepted that this is what it is and that you are going to be the person who's going to, you know, to, to, to do it. Um, and there's a certain confidence that comes with that. And, uh, especially after you take the first punch, you realize that these, that these things that we fear are not nearly as scary as we, as we conjure them up to be in our minds. Um, and that, I think that is the corner that the government and the people behind this thing didn't want everybody to realize that. Oh, oh absolutely. Because standing reality, up is scary as hell. Yeah. The, the reality is, is that there's way more of us than there are of them. Um, yeah. And that the only reason, you know, their BS works is because so many people are just disengaged from this idea that freedom is always going to be under attack. There's always going to be somebody who's trying to manipulate. That's just the way of the world. It is what it is, you know, but so many people are not paying attention to the world around them and they're just living in it. Um, That when they do realize like, oh, wow, there's a power structure here. Uh, And there are people that have this thing called authority uh, and, you know, they may not have my best interests in mind. Um, it's, uh, you know, it just, it frightens people because they're like, well, I don't want to lose what I have. Yes. I don't want to lose, you know, it's it's this exchange of temporary comfort so that you don't have to deal with a problem in front of you. Um, but yeah. what happens then, is that you're kicking your hand down the road. Compounded on that. Yes. Are, yes. Are, the the large number of people who think this is the status and it will never change. Like I'm sure I'm sure the people in ancient Rome just thought, oh, there's always going to be a Rome, you know? Yeah, they just it, it people, you know. Here's one of the the best takeaways I think I can. Again, I, I talk about this in in my in my book, but you know, if I learned anything from all of this, it's that the biggest and most damaging and limiting lie that we tell ourselves and we all do it is that I'm just one person. And somehow when you say that and think that you think that you can't make a difference and you, you you think that like, Oh, well, what does it matter if I just close my business, you know, and somebody else, with a bigger platform or more resources or more support, you know, let them fight it. And I'll just try my best to, to, to ride this out because, because who am I? I'm just some guy with a gym in New Jersey. You know what I mean? I'm just some small business owner. I can't, I can't fight the state, but the reality is, is that you very much can. Um, And the more that you do, the more, you will inspire others to do so. And that's a very, very quick snowball effect yeah. to where you, you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's inspired by you. You don't know who's, who's right there with you, but you're like a step ahead of them. And all they need for you, all they need is for you to take that one more step and cross the line so that they can see you do it and they'll do it too. Um, yes. that's, and that's, that's, that's awesome. a huge lie we tell ourselves. And that's why we find we wind up in a lot of these positions because we think that somehow our contribution is not going to move the needle. Yeah. And I tell you what, it seems like 
that you could you could look at the whole like COVID thing as as like a almost a test, you know, just to see how far they can push people before people start, you know, pushing back. And that's why I was I was thrilled when when you were doing keeping the gym open. I was thrilled with the uh, the, the 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 girl down in Texas who reopened up her uh, her beauty Shelly Luther. Yeah. Yeah. That chick was awesome. But I was like, damn, I thought there would be so, so many more. I thought there would be so, it, it happened. It came late, dude. Like, thank God that you did it and that, that she opened her salon. But I'm like, whoa, this is a this is a low turnout for some shit that should really be pissing people off. You had to be frustrated as shit. It, you know, it was it, it was very frustrating. And I, I, I did my best not to get frustrated because we did get a tremendous amount of support um but it was it was people cheering us on it was people helping to donate buying t-shirts coming to the gym which don't get me wrong that is the only reason we were able to 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 get through it but the support that really would have you know uh shortened the the battle would have been if uh if if a thousand business owners in every state said said fuck off uh yeah and open their doors because they just don't have enough uh, uh, authority or, or manpower to enforce it. And it would have fallen apart so quickly. And yeah, it was, I used to get very, very frustrated when somebody would come up to me and there, there's somebody that supports me, you know, so I can't be mad at them. I'd be like, <laughs> Man, you know, uh, thank you for what you're doing. I'm a small business owner too. I wish I could do what you did. And I'm yeah. like, you know, my, my head would want to explode because I'm like, you know, to a certain degree, I'm standing here in the ring getting pummeled and you're not jumping in. Like, you're just, you're watching me get my head beat in, man. Um, yes. And that was, that it was frustrating. But again, it's, it's hard. It, it's, I, I try not to pass judgment on people because it was, uh, I would be lying to you if I told you it wasn't the hardest decision I ever made, you know, to open right. Um, right. you know, so I, I tried to have as much, uh, understanding of, of, of the complexity of the decision for some people. I, I love it. Okay. So here's, what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to take a little break. I want to come back. I want to talk about the book. I want to talk about the future and, uh, what kind of awesome shit you've got going on now. I want to talk about the event that you did at the warehouse uh, where we met. So everybody hang out. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when, when we come back more with Ian Smith. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of dollarshaveclub.com. What is dollarshaveclub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. 
Looking good, pop up. Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on. Ian Smith, and uh, just thrilled to have you on the show. Thrilled that you did what's right. You guys, you nutted up. And before we get into the book, before we start talking about the book, there was a moment, I don't know, you were, it seems like you you were on Tucker a lot, but I remember laughing hilariously. I think they came in and they, they locked the doors to the gym. So you and your buddy like took the doors off and you're like, mm-hmm. we're 24 hours now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always, it was always a uh, a game of like, what next? You know, like yeah. the, <laughs> the 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 big. You know, we used to have people call us all the time, and they'd be like, "Hey, you know, I want to open my business too. What do I do?" And and it was like, "Yo, man, there's not the only strategy we have is open the fucking gym." You know, yeah. so it was like whatever would happen. It's just, okay, how do we stay open now? You know, they tried to cut our power off. So we we paid our power bill like eight months in advance. Um, yeah. So that they 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 couldn't shut it off. You know, they, um, they, they, they came to lock our doors, so we picked the locks. They came to lock our doors a second time, so we took them off the hinges and stayed open. Um, you know, and we hid the doors so that they couldn't find them. So they... <laughs> They finally arrested us and they, you know, they boarded the doors up. So we came in with a, you know, a, a, a saw and we sawed the doors so that they could be kicked off. And we, we kicked them off on national television. Um, That's awesome. You know, it was always, you know, they took our business license. When they reopened gyms, they took our business license. Um, oh, wow. They did that. They, they took our business license one week before they reopened gyms in the state of New Jersey. Um, what what and, petty little douchebags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was like, okay, you know, well, we weren't charging anybody anyway. So now we're just a rec center, you know, yeah. like we're just a, we're a rec center that happens to sell T-shirts. Um, that's, and that's and everybody awesome. just happened to want to buy a T-shirt to support us. So we were able to kind of like figure it out. Um, so now, how, how bad how bad did you flip your lid this last week? When when Fauci just kind of admitted that the whole six foot social distance thing was just like a number they made up. I mean, at this point, it doesn't surprise. Like, first of all, we knew that, you know, every every single thing, you know, the one the the one thing about us, uh, you know, my 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 former partner and I is that we we didn't do this blind. You know, these people were trying to destroy us. 
So we took it very, very seriously. So we did our homework. Um, and we knew that their like the that their science didn't make any sense because there was science out there and there was much uh call it better science, I would call it more thorough and yeah. correct, because just because a study happened, you know, you can make a study say anything, but there's there's a very good different there's a very big difference between good science and bad science. And they were using the bad science. And anybody who can read can figure that out. It just takes the time. And we read this stuff. So, you know, it, we knew PCR tests were bogus. You know, everything that we said came to light. And that's that's what they did with this, though, is that they they ran this for so long. And they totally just, they would just lie. They would lie, 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 lie. And then but when they lifted all of this, everybody was just so happy it was over that six months down the line, a year down the line, a year and a half down the line, two years, five years, 10 years, they're just going to keep admitting it. But it's so yes. far away from the actual crime that nobody's going to mobilize to hold them accountable. You'll get your and show. You'll get your show on Capitol Hill. You'll get your, you know, the congressman grilling them. But these people won't be held accountable. Fauci knows that. He's not he's not admitting it because he's he's looking for a lighter sentencing. He's admitting it because he knows he's not going to he's not going to be brought to trial for it. Dude, here's here's the one that just blows my mind. And and I talk about it a lot on on this show. If you go to the the World Health Organization's website, they still have their counter going. We're up. They're saying they're saying it's over seven million deaths. All right. So. So let's let's say they're right. Let's say let's say that COVID is responsible for seven million deaths. Where are the trials? Where are the tribunals? Why is no one going to be? It doesn't seem like anybody's even going to be held accountable for their uh, for the any of the bullshit from from COVID. I I highly doubt it. I, I you know, and I, I, I don't say that to be pessimistic or like black pilled, but the, they the the way that this government operates is that they are pulling bullshit at a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Um, and they'll admit to it, but they're going to admit to it at 10 miles per hour, you know? So, right. and, and they have the mechanisms to, you know, all the mechanisms of the quote unquote system prevent justice from happening quickly. Lawsuits take years and years and years and years and they know this you know they 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 can fight you with your taxpayer dollars yes so they can they can slow the legal process down to a halt and a year down the line two years down the line nobody gives a shit anymore you know the general public i'm speaking you know you still right. have your people who don't forget but like you're not going to drum up the type of support to to get Fauci, you know, in front of a, a, a jury in, in three years, the way that you would have during the height of COVID, you know, it's, you get. They, 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 and they know this, that's why they, that's why they do this. And then they keep up this game that, oh yeah, well, you know, just, just trust in the legal system. Like, man, we've been trusting in the legal system since 2020 and before, and it, it's, it doesn't ever fall on the side of the people. Because the victories are, not to say that they're not meaningful, but they come too late. I mean, how long were we fighting masking for? Yeah. Just think about that. They kept people so tied up 
with masking in schools and in public places, but that by the time that battle was won, they had already started the Ukraine war. They're already yeah. on to the next day. Dig it. Dig it. And and that's that's the one thing that people have to realize is that it is is that's how these people play the game. So we're always winning battles when there's no when there's no fight left. Yeah. So so the the solution for this, and I don't know what like I, I want to get into like what you're into right now, but it seems to me, and this is this is where I landed. It seems like you need like a group of like just liberty loving, freedom loving individuals that are just like always around and always on guard. The GOP is not going to do it. The GOP is asleep at the switch, but it seems like you just need like uh, some kind of big organization that when shit goes down, we can all start screaming at the top of our lungs. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. What we need is we need we need people to be engaged um, and we need a bigger a bigger number of because we do have a lot of people who are engaged. But, yeah, it's people are not willing. And I say this in a general sense. People are not willing to sacrifice like we, we have this idea that freedom just exists. Like it's just we're just free because. Like, yes. The only reason that you're free is because you're tough enough to be free. And that means that with that freedom comes a responsibility. Like <clears throat> you can either have freedom or not. And if you don't, if you want freedom, it comes with a lot of responsibility. You have to pay attention to the world around you. You don't have time for distractions. You don't have time, you know, to be watching 90 Day Fiance. You don't have time, you know, to be to be worrying about other things because you're supposed to be paying attention to the world around you. You're supposed yeah. to be volunteering your time. You're supposed to be involved in your community. You're supposed to be, you know, running for office, helping people run for office, showing up at school board meetings, uh, you know, uh, creating organizations that, that create change in the community. That's the only way that it happens. It's not it, like we're not going to elect a president that's going to fix it. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but whether or not Donald Trump gets elected, our problems are still going to exist there. We'll, we'll have cheaper gas. We'll have, you know, maybe a, a couple things that are better, but the, the general direction of the country is still going to move towards yes. spiraling debt, towards endless foreign wars, towards all of these other things that, that directly impact us. You know, yeah, we have insanity and, in, in school boards. I'm telling dude, I, is this, can people find more of like, this seems like it's, it's, like find your hill stuff. This seems like it's out of the book. I mean, that's, that's, that's the message I try to get across in the book. And it's because it's not an easy solution. Like it's not a, I'm going to vote for this and, and we're going to be all good. You know, it's, it's, if you want freedom, you have to accept radical responsibility in your life, a personally at first, right? You've got to be your best as an individual. That means that you got to be healthy. You got to be in good shape, that you have to manage your finances, that you have to take the time <laughs> and develop discipline uh, and be mentally strong and all of that. And then once, once you have that settled up and you're strong in and of yourself, then you can be strong for your family. You can be a good father. You can be a good wife, a good mother, a good, a good, you know, husband, whatever it is, uh, yeah. you can be a good brother. And 
you pour outwards into, into, into the next cup. And then when your family's strong, guess what? Your family's great for the community around you and your, and your local area. And if your local area is strong, then you, you flow outward, but it's not an easy, like it, it requires a lot. And I just don't know if a lot of people either a are aware of that's what it's going to take or, or B they're they don't want that, you know, because that seems like it's almost like, an inevitability. It's it's a truth that everyone will come to. It's just in the matter of time. Because like if you are really, yes. Yes, if you're absolutely. really being honest with yourself and looking for solutions, that's really like where it's, dude, that's where Jordan Peterson landed. That's where, you know, his, his 12, what is it? 12 rules to live by. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, it, it's, it really does start at the individual level. It yeah. really, it, it starts right there with the individual. If you want to be free, you have to be the toughest and just most badass version of yourself possible. Because, you know, look at, <laughs> look at how easily they have people controlled. You know, so many people, speaking again of the general population, so many people are like just way overweight and just unhealthy in a general sense that like they don't even have the energy to be running at 100 miles per hour so like how are you going to keep up with life and and, yeah. and preserving your own freedom when like when you can't get through the day you know without being on your phone for seven hours uh and you know whatever you know it, it's they've the modern world has made us very very soft um and freedom requires a certain amount of hardness in your life um, yeah. and keeping it that way. And that's where, that's where that discipline comes in. And eventually everybody will understand that it's just how desperate do you become before you make the decision to want something more? Yeah. Um, and you're seeing yeah. a lot of your seat. You're, you're seeing it. It's a very good sign. You see, we have more homeschooling now than ever in modern times. Like, it is the, the homeschooling network and idea and philosophy is like rapidly expanding. And that's an example. That's not easy. That is not easy to do at all. Whether you're a single parent, whether you're a two parent household, it doesn't matter. It is difficult to, to raise your children and, and provide for a home and teach them as well. But you will be much more free and so will your children for that. So what yeah. are you willing to sacrifice to, 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 for that freedom? You know, if, if you're homeschooling, you're a two parent household. That means one parent has to say, stay home. That means you may have to downsize. That means you guys may have to share a car. That means, you know, the husband may have to work more. That means you may have to budget a lot more, you know? So all of these are tough decisions, but that's what makes us free is going through all of these things so that, when hard decisions come and, and, you know, or hard times come and they say, all the kids got to wear masks again. You could say, fuck you. My kid, my kid doesn't go to your stupid school. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you're free. Then you're free because you've put in that work and you've developed that discipline and, and made those sacrifices to where you don't have to subject your children to that anymore. And that's what freedom is. And you can you can take that example 
and run that through a thousand different other examples. But that is what this country needs is for people to get to that point where they're like, fuck you, I'll do it myself. You yeah, know what I mean, you want to you want to force me to take a vaccine. I'm going to start my own business, you know, yeah. uh, whatever it is. And then hopefully, hopefully you've got it. You've got a kid who you who you've raised well and has his head or her head on their shoulders squarely and they can stand up on their own two feet and then they can be a leader for others. It's like you were talking about just moments ago. It's like it, it starts with yourself and then it, it it spreads outward from there. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. And this is I, I'm it's 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 find your hill. And people can get the book at at, at findyourhill.com. And and why should they do why should they go to the website, Ian? Uh well, if you buy it through the website, it's coming directly from me. So I pack and ship all the orders, I sign it and send it out. Um, and then you can also get it from Amazon and barnesandnoble.com if you want to, <coughs> excuse me, do it that way. Yeah. Um, but if but you, you're going to, you sign you're copy, signing you the book, right. you're doing the thing. You're a one man show. I'm a one man show. Yes. All right. So, Hey, now, like I was saying earlier, we met at, at was it Patriot Palooza? What was the, what was the name of the event you did at the America first warehouse? Yeah, that's Patriot Palooza. My, uh. Her Instagram name is Painted by Chelsea. She put the the event together uh, two years in a row. When we met, That's it was awesome. the first one, and then she just had another one uh, not too long ago, about, about a month and a half ago. That is fantastic. Now, uh, where can people keep track of you and, and support your endeavors and what you got going on and in, in the future? Uh, you can follow me on social media. Same place you always find me, Instagram and Twitter, um, Ian Smith Fitness. It's always the same handle. Um, that's usually where I'm the most vocal, and and I kind of keep my uh, keep people updated with what's going on. I'm actually going to be starting a podcast. Uh, I'm going to do uh, the news in 15 minutes uh, every day. So nice. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to try to boil down the most important things because I feel like these days we get blasted with so much news that it's hard to distinguish what actually impacts your life and what doesn't so uh we're gonna do it like a a daily news show uh 15 minutes running through just a couple important things that are going on how it relates to you but also how you can navigate it right so um you know not to not to just the nail you have hit the nail squarely on the head dude it's so great to watch legacy media go away and people like yourself, uh, you know, stand up and like, shit, I'll deliver the news. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Uh, reach out to me and let me know when you fire up that podcast and we will uh, we'll cover it over at theloftestparty.com get, and try to get you some more listeners. Although I'm sure it's going to be wildly successful. You're huge, dude. Will do. Will do. Absolutely. All right. Ian, the, the book is Find Your Hill. Everybody needs to go to findyourhill.com uh, and get a copy of that. And stay tuned for uh, Ian's new podcast coming out that we will let you know about at theloftestparty.com. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Anytime you ever want me back, just give me a call. <laughs> will do, man. Have a good one, brother.
A big shout out and thank you to Ian Smith for being on the show. Make sure you go to findyourhill.com, pick up a copy of the book, and now you're thinking, well, wait, wait, Mike, that can't be the whole show. There, there's always more. We, we got to talk about the news. We, we got to talk about politics and entertainment. There's got to be some more. There is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there is. It's all going to be over on Locals, and it's going to be on Patreon. So that's your assignment. You, you go over to Locals or Patreon, you join up, and there, ladies and gentlemen, We're going to be dipping into the news, entertainment, and a little bit of the freaky deaky. So thanks for being here, and we will see you over on Locals and Patreon. Ta-ta for now. Ooh, and why are those pants still on? 